Hello and welcome to the Drink In Geek Out podcast, a show where we drink beer and geek out. We are proud members of the Hopped Up Network, where you can find other great beer podcasts, much like ours. Actually, no, they're not like ours at all, but um, you should still check out the other beer podcasts. But we are here for the Drink In Geek Out podcast, and I am Keith, here with... Pale. Pale. And this week, we're going to be... What are we talking about, Pale? Uh, This week, we are talking about Sony E3 2018. Just a little convention that happened a little over a month ago. Mm Mm-hmm. We uh, so usually E3 they um, invite Microsoft to do their big um, intro and talk about what's new with them and Sony and Nintendo. I'm sure they have like other game developers for mobile. Um, this is weird. I feel like I've been part of three different E3 episodes now. <laughs> oh wait, I have. I could tell you all about. Nintendo and Microsoft, and uh, I'm excited actually to hear about what Sony did. Yeah, it'll be good to compare sure. what Sony does com- in, to what Microsoft does, and see because that those two are the the big competitors. Big competitor. Nintendo's yeah. still kind of Nintendo's trudging along there. Trudging at the along, end. they're doing their own thing, picking up you know fans the other way with their yeah. cool little gadgets. But they still have fun games. Yeah. I'm still excited for what they have. So, yes. I like all games. I'm not biased. Eh, maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. So, was there any big announcements for Sony or what? Well, it was relatively pretty simple. I think compared to last year, they just announced a lot of new games coming out. They showed trailers for the games. Nothing mm. on the PS5 last year and nothing in this year either. Duh. Still secretive about um, yeah, that. Yeah, they still s- say about a couple years away. So I'll go over the games that they sure. that they showed. Uh, first, they showed The Last of Us Two, developed by Naughty Dog, who made the Uncharted games. Mm. Uh, if you don't know, The Last of Us is a survival horror game. Yes, uh, I do remember the first game, and it seemed this one got like super awesome reviews everybody seemed to enjoy this game it's like you're this guy with some young girl or something and you're surviving some type of apocalypse that happened yeah, some outbreak of is it a zombie thing or i don't I, know if I it's forget. zombies it might be i've never played the game hmm. we should mention that we we're not sony guys that's true none <laughs> of us own a yeah a ps what are they four no the last <laughs> ps i own was two two yeah same here so two and one <laughs> i can't we can't talk about the specifics of the game but i know that it's a highly um sought after game because the first one had so much success and i'm sure this one will as well because i think they showed this trailer they showed a lot of this game yeah they, showed, I, they had a long like 12 minute trailer on this oh wow um of like the main character which is a, a girl i believe ellie i El- think her name ellie, is mm-hmm. yes going through uh, just a post-apocalyptic world trying to survive uh, fighting other humans that have survived as well that have not been infected by whatever has happened. It's kind of along the, along the lines of Resident Evil, I felt like. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't see enough of the trailer to know if there were any like big monsters or like, you know, the big weird guy with a big cannon and no, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see any of that. I think, yeah, this is more realistic, maybe. Yeah, they, I, I think that, yeah. Plays more to the human side. This is more of what you would expect if an yeah. outbreak happened. 
I just know that the story seems really good, and it's one of those PlayStation exclusives. Um, like you mentioned with the Uncharted series, um, that was huge, that whole Uncharted series. I yes. think they got up to four or five different games of that. And if I ever bought a PlayStation, that would definitely be the series I would jump to first. So Naughty Dog, they do all sorts of great games. So they're doing it again with The Last of Us too. Yep. All right, what else? Um, this game looks a lot of fun. Ghost of Tsushima? Tsushima. I believe is what it looks like it sushi's in there <laughs> um, developed by sucker punch productions this is an open world samurai game Ooh, open world open world samurai that it, would be fun yeah it looked really cool um big like four foot sword like just like slicing bodies and oh half. my gosh um you're all like decked out in the samurai you got like the the bun like the yes most, Samurai wear like a big big jacket and like sandals. So is this like a continuation game of something else or is it the first of a It's the first. It's the first, okay. Yes. Hmm. But it looks a lot of fun. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but I think was this the one that Sony did a couple weird things at E three that they had some guy playing a traditional Japanese flute. I don't know if you remember seeing that or not, but it was very bizarre that the guy just sat in the front of the audience and just played this flute while footage of the game played in the back. And then they showed like the trailer or something for it. It might've been this one or another one that we'll get to. Cause I heard that there was a lot of samurai games coming up the, yeah. for Sony for some reason. They're into the whole samurai they do thing. Have a, they have a couple. All right. But anyway, I just had to throw that out there because it was really weird with this guy just sitting there, you know, playing the flute and like, okay, cool. Sweet yeah. music interlude. But like when I, I watched the trailer of this, the, the le- there was like leaves falling from the trees. Yeah. Yep. Leaves that were like really cool. Like the animation was awesome. The colors of the the game looked really good. Like you typically see like the hair blowing in the wind. Like they really made an emphasis wow. on the details. The details. That's yeah. awesome. So I would be excited to play that game if I had a PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, next game, game called Control. Pub, or developed by Re- Remedy Entertainment, makers of Max Payne, Alan Wake. Oh, Max Payne. I remember that series. Yeah. A long time ago. This game was a third-person shooter. Hmm. It kind of reminded me of The Matrix. With How you can control things? Yes. I'm assuming that's like, what... She was using her hands to like control things and just like move them. Oh, and, wow. Like, throw them. And it kind of seemed like the... That was like the theme of the game. Just so some type of psychosis, superpower, or something or other, throw shit at people. Yep. Hmm. Which it looked interesting. Next game, Resident Evil Two remake. Oh, the remake! I was gonna say that already came out yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> Remaking it, same makers, Capcom. Capcom. The trailer showed them walking up into the police station, like uh, like you saw in the original Resident Evil Two. So, is it? remake or is it an uptick in graphics like they just redid the graphics or they redid the game like the controls are different and everything else i don't know like, how much research you did into it like both i believe well I so saw. they've added new things uptick the you have the typical P, ps4 graphics kind of the same storyline of resident evil 2 that are probably they probably did change a few things here and there hmm. um 
but yeah, it's real close to a remake. Cool. Well, that's exciting. Next game, Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, Kingdom Hearts. Yes. You probably talked about this. Yeah, I think uh, Dustin and I, we just talked about this one last week. We talked about this. Uh, this is from Square Onyx. Enix? I don't know how you say that. But they're the guys that made the Final Fantasy games. And uh, I mentioned that with Dustin. I'm like, you look at Kingdom Hearts and the little character guy. I'm like, is he a Disney guy or is he a Final Fantasy character? And when I found out that they were the creators of Final Fantasy, I'm like, oh, well, he must be similar something to that. Like, he's got a big sword or something. And yeah. I don't know. Is there anything new in this game? Well, it looks like the theme of it is Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh. Because we dip. see, yeah, we see Jack Sparrow. <laughs> um, and, like, the game is, like, revolved around the third movie, I believe, mm. where um, Dead Man's Chest. Was that the third one? Or is that World's End? Or is that the, that's the fourth one? The, yeah, I think the fourth one is at World's End. Dead Man's Chest is the third one. That big lady, like the tentacles, or I can't oh. remember. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, she like just disintegrates and like, like yeah. turns into bugs. Yep. Yeah, so it, it looks like it's revolving around that storyline. And you have your typical Disney characters. Like, I think I saw Mickey. Of course. Daffy yeah, Duck. they're all in there. Yep. Goofy was in there. That's weird to see them in the Johnny Depp together, but all right. <laughs> yeah, it is really weird. They're mixing a lot of things. Huh. The next game, Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Made by Kojima Productions. The They made Metal Gear Solid games. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the character is Norman Reedus. <gasps> yes. From Walking Dead. Like is 100% he the- him. Is he that character from Walking Dead? Is it based on that? Or no. is it just him? This, it's just him. Oh, okay. But the game looks weird. <laughs> um, I was watching it, and it looks like they're on another planet. The A lot of the scenes showed your your guy carrying, like, big boxes of, like, equipment of some sort. Hmm. Like, running across, uh, like, bridges. There's, like, grass and mountains and water. It just looks like a different planet. That's bizarre. Um, and there was like one part in the game, like he's picking at its toes and like they're like bleeding and stuff. <laughs> and he's like picking at it and he rips the whole toenail. Ah, this is in the trailer? <laughs> yes. Ah. In the trailer, I was like, what is this? What am I watching? Did he eat it? <laughs> no, I don't, not that I saw. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, and then there, there was like... I don't know. They're, they're like demon ghosts of some sorts, like like black souls or something, like floating in the air that you're like fighting and like trying to defend against. And, that is nuts. But I, I think there were a couple different characters in the game, but it was, it was weird. So is Norman Reedus's character the main guy? So yes. all based off him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it. Toenails, ghosts, weird planet, weird people. Weird people. All right. People. Like, have you ever seen the Matthew McConaughey movie where he's, like, time-traveling and he's going to that... It's not Inception, it's the other one. Yeah, it's... it's No idea. That's what it kind of reminded me of. All right, next game, Neo 2, made by Team Ninja, who made the Ninja Gaiden movie Mm -hmm. and the Dead or Alive. Oh, Dead or Alive. Yeah, I remember that one. This one was... A short, like, two-minute trailer. Didn't reveal much, but it 
did look a lot like Ninja Gaiden, like followed along that kind of same like style hmm. of game. So is this that other samurai game you're talking about? Yes. Okay. And that might have been where the flute played in. I didn't actually get to see the whole presentation. I think it was the first one because I did watch that, and I remember the leaves in the background. The so I think it was so that you, one. Yeah, you're, that's probably the one you watched. Yeah. Uh, so that game was will be will be an action RPG game. So interesting. So, yeah. And last but not least, Spider Man. Spider Man. Made by Insomniac Games, who made Spyro and Catch Ratchet and Clank. Oh yeah, I love those Spyro those games. Are, those are yeah, fun. on the original Spyro, PlayStation. Yeah. And aren't they? They're redoing those Spyro games. They're. I thought they made those like super 3D now, or no? That was uh, Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. Oh yes. Yeah, they're redoing that, and that's I think owned by Xbox now, because we talked about that in the Sony one. Okay. Okay. Never mind. But they used to be, because Spyro. I think I thought it was all the same people, but. Apparently yeah, not. Yeah, you're right. A lot of the style of the games are the similar. Yeah. But this game looked awesome. I did watch the trailer for this. And you know what it reminded me of? Arkham? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like the way like he's fighting and like the same gliding thing. across the floor, like throwing yeah. punches and kicks. And, and just jump into one person next and it's just like smash, smash, smash. Smash, smash, like combo. The same, combo. you know, 500 inmates that you got to beat up and go yeah. out. And I'm like, wait, this is just an updated batman game is what it reminded me of because whoever the little doctor friend that was with him was talking to him in his ear just like the oracle was in arkham asylum and all the rest of that stuff so i'm like it's basically the same game so what yeah. it reminds me of but it looks cool though it i definitely look, want to check that the way out. he's using his like web shooters mm-hmm. look really cool how you can fly and go through fly, everything and through, and... yeah he's like going through windows and like sliding under stuff jumping yeah, it looks a lot of fun. And this is just a PlayStation exclusive, so you, this is not coming out on Xbox or anything else. Not that I know of. No, it's not no. because... You did look... I did look that up. It said at the beginning of the trailer, it said a PlayStation exclusive. Okay. Which is why we didn't talk about it in Xbox or anything else. Okay, so cool. These guys... Because Spyro is um, all PlayStation. No one else owns him. Yeah. So that's why they made the Spider-Man game. If did, I did get... What was that? Did you recognize the voice actor for Spider-Man? I have no idea who it was. Um, he didn't sound familiar, and it wasn't the same kid from the movies, so it was probably Nathan Fillion or something. Eh, I don't know. I, I didn't recognize it. Um, I I do know. I think it was somebody well known. Somebody that you'd see the name, you go, oh yeah, I know that guy. Hmm. I'll check that out. Yeah, I think I decided if I get like a next gen console, I might get a PS4. Or maybe wait for the PS5 because I think they're super focused on their games and their graphics and everything. Yeah. Content. I like it uh, with their uh, their system with the PlayStation View. The the virtual reality one. No, not the VR. Their TV. I think it's called PlayStation View or something like that. Their uh, streaming service. Str- Okay. They have a streaming service that you can do, and it was originally just available through your PS4. And they have a lot of good channels on there because I've been looking at different streaming services to cut the cord cable. <laughs> um, and they have a really awesome TV service. 
So nice. that would be the selling up point for me of getting one. So, so I can watch TV through it. Kind of like the Apple TV. Where yeah, you have, it's basically it, but they have their own. And they have their, it's, own, it's, their own apps. Yeah, they, they have some have good apps too. Some good channels on there Sweet. that a lot of other people don't offer. Yeah. So. so that was the major video games. The big games. Yeah, they all trailers were shown at the E3 convention. You can get on YouTube, probably see all these trailers. I recommend seeing some of them like the... Spider-Man trailer, the Death Stranding, the uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. Because <laughs> that game, that might sell me. That, yeah, I want to watch the trailer for that one. Yeah, that would sell me on a PS4. Because that reminded me of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. But with so, the sword. So just people. a few other things that were announced at E3. People who pre-order Black Ops 4 will get some free maps for Black Ops 3. And if you have a PlayStation Plus subscription, you get Black Ops 3 as a free download today. We also saw a short Destiny 2 Forsaken trailer indicating Cade 6 is going to get shot or killed or killed in quotations. And then you spend the campaign bringing him back from the dead. Hmm. Also, we saw they also showed a platform called a platformer called Trover Saves the Universe from Rick and Morty's Justin Rowland. For PS4 and PSVR. Hmm. Yeah. So it's not a Rick and Morty game, just Justin Roiland's making the game. Yes. Oh, we got to do a Rick and Morty episode. Has anybody else watched that show? I think it's just Saf, me. Saf, I think, has seen it. Saf seen it? I feel like I need to do an episode on that. Are you Morty. Caught up, get up on, <laughs> caught up on it? Oh, yeah. I've seen them all. Oh, I'm excited for the new season coming out. It's hilarious. I'm not opposed to it. I found oh. Justin Roiland when he... Uh, Back in like E-Bombs World days, back when he was posting videos on there, making his original animations, um, he made something called like the House of Cosby's. And then, you know, well, yeah, that was a different time back then before all those allegations, everything came out. But um, everybody loved Cosby. I, it was his voice. And when I started watching Rick and Morty, I'm like, wait, that's the Cosby guy that did that show I used to watch back in high school. I'm like, wait a second. So I ended up watching it and it's, completely random it's hilarious um yeah you guys should check that out okay yeah i'm not opposed to seeing it. i i know it's a super popular tv show and i like a good uh, animated show like yeah that's pretty funny yeah. you can get it on hulu i think it's streaming on there okay all right that was pretty much it for e3 sony oh sony sony you're i would say we saved the best for last but i guess not <laughs> I enjoyed the Nintendo and Microsoft one a little bit better. And this is what happened last year too. We we did that episode all together. And yeah. And I think I started off with the PS or the PlayStation news, and you guys were like, "Oh, that's it." Yeah. And nothing about the PS5, and no, no new like. Must be really or, building up for their PlayStation Five, I guess. I was like, "No, that's it. Just game releases." Hmm. And then. Um, Dustin's killing it with the Xbox reveal. <laughs> There's so much stuff. Talking about these like big terabytes and like ne- tetrabytes or whatever. It oh is. yeah. Yep. I remember all that. <laughs> oh well, there's always next year. Yep. So that wraps up all our E3 stuff. So, did you want to talk about a little visit you made to a cider company in a brewery? Sure. Just talk about the and how the like, the environment of it like what was on tap uh, what was some of your favorites well i don't know if i can remember all those details <laughs> but i'll briefly talk uh not too long ago 
Because we're based out of Fort Wayne, and we have um, the Kikianga Cider Company here in town. That's not that far from where I live, and I finally got the chance to go down and check it out. But they're only open during the summertime uh, because it's housed in a giant barn um, where this property is out on Gig Line. Because they own the barn over there, and that's where they press all the apples, and they, they do all the process. It's not quite brewing. Yeah, that's However you make from... cider, I'm not sure. It's, it's not, not far, far from me. Yeah. Yeah. It's up the road a little bit. So it's uh, it was pretty neat. I wasn't sure how busy they're going to be. They're only open like four days a week. And I know they are working to turn their place to make it open, a tap room, open year-round. Um, to make it heated, air conditioning, kind of close it off and get rid of a little bit of the old barn feel. But it was kind of neat on the inside. Um they had like six different ciders on tap, not many. They do have a lot of special ones that they only make for a short amount of time. They are bottling their main one called Old Bicorn. They are bottling that one and selling them at local S&V liquor stores. Okay. Um, I think they said that was the only place they're selling them. And then there you have a second one, and I forget what that one is called. But they come in little four-packs of bottles that you can buy either at the cider place or at S and V. Um, they have nice little flights there that you can get. I tried them all. Not a big cider fan. It was like, some of them were dry. It was like drinking a wine. Yeah. Um, some, well, there was one that was super sweet that it was just, just too sweet to drink, but they're not as carbonated as beer. And I kept drinking and I kept drinking. And that was the problem because oh, the, some of them were seven and 8% and it went down like drinking juice. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is terrible. Yeah, that's a bad idea. <laughs> I might have to walk home. <laughs> um, they should have somebody like warning you, uh, sir, you know, you're, yeah, cut them off. Oh, you're three, you're three ciders in. But my favorite one that they had there, they had a bourbon barrel aged one. Um, it was not darkened. It was. It looked like a typical lager, but it had a unique flavor with the little bit of sweetness and then the bourbon in with it. It was. It was a good mix. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw that on their Instagram. Maybe yeah. I was looking it over and I was like, "Ooh, bourbon barrel aged." That one was really good. That's the one I liked the most. And there was another one that was a little bit dry. It kind of tasted like wine. That one I was a fan of. So definitely those two. They had a strawberry one that was pretty good, but no, that was too sweet. Because getting a pint of it, it was fine and a little taster, but getting a huge pint, sixteen ounces of the sweet stuff, I'm like halfway through it, like, okay, yeah, it's, it's like, like mm, I get the like idea. eating a whole bag of M and M's. You're like, it's too sweet. I can't go anymore. I get it. This is really sweet. And, yeah, definitely like, not beer. Yeah. So I mean, it's cool. Because I did hear that Kikianga, they did get um, recognition, I want to say second place, like a silver medal in a national cider competition. So Ooh. they're getting put on the map, and they're the mm-hmm. only one in northern Indiana. So right here, right down the street, not far from us. Um, so kudos to them. And I know a lot of the local breweries here in town, they love these guys as well, and they also have uh, their cider on tap and a lot of the tap rooms here in town. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like I need to check them out. Yeah, we can eventually. go there one night. Yeah, before school starts. Sure, or even or even after. After school. <laughs> Could always drink. Yeah. Um, did they just have exclusively their stuff on the menu? 
did they have anything no that's no just the six that they made the six they made it's their tap rooms up and coming i mean you could buy like merchandise and whatnot and growlers and howlers and things like that but it was just six choices they didn't have much yeah once they build it up i'm sure they'll have more than six taps but they didn't have many did you get a chance to see any of the equipment they used to no that was all blocked off there was like one person there working (laughs) they were pretty dead (laughs) no one was there (laughs) Well, that's cool. What about Father John's? Yes, and then a few days later, I was feeling very adventurous, and then checked out Father John's Brewing in Bryan, Ohio. We've been talking about going to that place for a long time and just never really got around to it, but decided to make the drive up there. It's about 45-minute drive, 45 minute to an hour, depending upon how fast you go and okay. don't get pulled over by the police. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a side story. <laughs> Oh, that's another story? Like, that's another story. Oh uh, our one listener is going to kill me. But uh, <laughs> the uh, it was a neat place. I love the decor in there. I think it was uh, it's an old decommissioned church. Um, I think it was a Presbyterian church or something, whatever it was. But it was down in the basement. So you can still see the stained glass when you get in there. And we kind of went up the stairs and looked. And they had the old, like, church area where people sat in the pews and the whole area up front. Um, I think they have concerts there a couple nights a week. So it looked like a stage with microphones and there was a drum set and everything set up there. So they put on different shows, but the brewery, the bar itself is in the basement, which is kind of cool because it's the old stone basement. So you go down there, they had like a long table, like Viking era or like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, that really? style. They had the huge like throne chairs at the end of the tables oh, that you could sit nice. at. Um, like old church windows, old church stuff. I mean, they had like candlelight on each of the tables. We sat in two pews in the booth we were at and we got to the table and the waitress says, here's a candle or the, she goes, here's a hymnal. It was a candle sitting on top of it. She goes, your beer list is in your hymnals. I'm like, oh, please open up your hymnals <laughs> to page. So that was pretty neat. And open it up and got the beer list. Did you uh, have to sing? No, I didn't have to sing for my beer, <laughs> thankfully. The uh, They had all their stuff on draft. They were out of one of them that I wanted to try. They were sold out of that. But you could do a flight, six beers in their flight. But their flight was like an ounce. It wasn't even like two ounces. They were really tiny. It's like I took my one sip and I looked down and it's half empty. I'm like, oh, these must be an ounce. Because it wasn't that expensive. It was $4.88 for six. So I'm like, whoa. I thought you charged me a little bit more. That's what I thought, yeah. Give me at least two ounces or I can give it a good good review. Um, They had a really good beer there. It was their five-year anniversary. So I guess they've been open for five years. That's how long I've been waiting to go out to this place. (laughs) (laughs) Lazy. And... um, that was a bourbon barrel aged as well that they had. And it wasn't overly bourbon, bourbon-y because I think it was only aged three months or maybe a month, a month or three months. So it wasn't on there a whole lot. And uh, that one was really good. And their porter was good because it had more notes of um, chocolate in it and coffee. But the rest, they were kind of bland. That Nothing really stood out. I mean, they were good, but I don't know if I'd make the drive up there again. I'd go with more people to check it out. It's it's a destination place, I mean, to go. Uh, they have full menu there, um, a lot of local sourced food, but they are very pricey. I mean, their expensive burgers, like, 
24 bucks some of their meals around 20 bucks really yeah so they're a little bit pricey not knocking that i mean the food was good but well and there's probably a reason they probably want to do like the best meats that they can get yeah absolutely we did try their um calamari fried calamari and a sweet asian or sweet thai sauce is what it was that was really good yeah that sounds pretty good but the beer was i mean it was okay I'm I'm glad I tried their that fifth anniversary beer because they just put that one out, so I was like the second or third person to tap that one on untap. So I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so probably our local Fort Wayne breweries, but you prefer to stay in town. And- yeah, but I mean, like if a group of, group of us ever want to go out there and check it out, I'd I'd be down for that again. I mean, yeah. it was a beautiful drive out through the country to get there. So sweet, can't beat that. No. So there was Keith's Brewscapades. Is that what you want to call that? Yeah. Keith's Brewscapades. <laughs> I can't talk tonight. Well, all, the, all your talk about beers got me a little thirsty. Oh, yeah. Do you want to try some beer that we brought tonight? Oh, I really want to try some beer that we brought. Because you brought a good one. I brought a good one. Oh, I can't wait to try these. Yes. So before we get into our beer segment, here is a word from the Hopped Up Network. If you are looking for more beer podcasts just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Buffalo, the industrial powerhouse of the early 20th century. The grain elevators now stand silent on the shores of the Great Lakes, casting their shadow on the City of Light. A city known for blizzards, chicken wings, and Super Bowl losses, where even the natural magnificence of Niagara Falls can't help but magnify the rusted-out shell of a once-great city. Not anymore. Buffalo is a city on the rise again. New industry, green spaces, waterfront development, and the revival of Buffalo's proud brewing past are building the new Buffalo. With over 25 local breweries open in the last decade, Buffalo has an amazing brewing community. Join me as I talk to local brewers about making great beer. Sometimes we talk about the 716, and sometimes we talk shop to help you brew better. Find us at WNY.beer or on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at WNYBrews. All right, we're back with our in beer, and we have from Three Floyds Brewing, Battle Priest, an American wild ale. The first of all Brett beer from Three Floyd, 100% Brett fermentation in a Pinot Noir barrel. I'm assuming that's a wine barrel. I think so. Pulled from the barrel and dry hopped liberally. So on the side of the bottle says a heavily hopped IPA. Brewed with Breton, yeah, whatever, Brett. Bretanomyces. There you go. And aged on oak. So, that's pretty cool. Comes in at 7.3 ABV and 52 IBUs. So that's all the info I have on it. Check out that bottle, though. I love their artwork. The guy that does it. This one is from ZimmerDesign.com. They did this label. And if you look, the battle guy in the middle, this battle priest, he's got like this little helmet on. He's got this 
weapon or something and if you look behind him there's an even bigger guy oh I see and then there's now. even a bigger guy so when you look off to the side you can see the weapon gets bigger Jeez. so i mean it is just it's simple it's black and white but the details that is made in this is completely nuts. i love it because it's there's a lot going on on the label like the artwork but it doesn't feel like too much because it's black and white mm-hmm. and then it just has red text lettering up top battle priest really cool kind of written like sin city (laughs) yes a little bit yep and that font could you imagine if they put color into this thing like i don't think i don't know how you would color that (laughs) yeah i don't know i think it would just you should just make this a three floyd's coloring book and (laughs) (laughs) color it yourself yep i I love the bottle yeah i love most of their labels i did mention uh, if we didn't this is a bomber so we got Big old bomber yeah. of this, as most of their stuff at Three Floyds. 22 comes ounces. In. Yep. Of deliciousness. Cool. All right, let's take a look at this beer. Um, Color. Very orange. It is orange, gold almost. Yeah. I'm thinking 9 or 10? 8, 9, 10? Or are you thinking more orange than that? Ooh, I'm thinking... A little bit darker than that like 13 13 or 14 and our geek scale says morph ball orange Ooh, how about mikey's mask i like mikey's that. mask mikey's That's mask good. orange that that seems about accurate the color is like off i'm like kind of looking at it down at an angle and it, it's lighter so I keep going down but then i get level with my screen and it's like, <laughs> it doesn't oh, match whoa that's a lot darker than i thought so I'm good with that. 13. Yeah. Mikey's mask. Mikey's mask. We'll go with that. Yeah. It's a really like gorgeous looking beer. I can't it see is. through it. It's very full. It is beautiful. It is. It's no kind of, floaties it's like or anything. Oh yeah, it is. It's darker in the middle and it gets lighter on top and bottom. Yep. Mm. What about the aroma before you drink it? Mmm. Is it fruit, fruity, fruity, florally? Oh, after that stir, that swoosh. Did we look up what this Brett, Brett of Mines, Brett of Minimins, We looked it up on one episode, and of course, hell, if we remember what that is. Oh, it's the yeast. Okay. Yeah. It's a special type of yeast. So, yeah, it's like this weird type of yeast that they call it the wild yeast. It kind of goes crazy with beer, I guess. It's a wild yeast. Okay. Um, A lot of breweries have been using it for centuries, but I guess it really mixes up the flavor of the beer. So it's not your typical style because the way the chemicals and the yeast, I guess, react on the inside. So if you if you were to use Brett, you probably wouldn't want to use like hop, Cascade hops and then Citra hops and then Amarillo, like because the Brett probably is gonna throw that all off anyways. Mm-hmm. It says it's called a beer sourer, so it makes it sour, which is uh, why it's not the most highly sought after yeast. But if you build it correctly and brew it correctly and ferment it correctly. Um, you can get creative with it. And I guess this is Three Floyd's, their first attempt at using this. So, 
pretty excited. And as big as they are and as great as they are, yeah, they probably were trying to figure out how to do this without ruining the beer. So we'll see how well this uh, incorporates in because it's a definite funk it's got going on here. Yeah, it's like a it's a very sweet smell. It's fruit, floral. Mm. All right, let's take a sip. All right. That's different. That, yeah. It's like a a funk. I get the sweetness, the initial sweetness, and the sweet sticks with me a little bit. But this funky, bitter sourness from the bread is just coming through. Yes, I'm getting a lot of sweet, some like citrus notes, but there's... There's definitely a funky taste there. Funky bitterness, like you said. I can't pinpoint what it is. They call it the American wild ale, so that makes sense, because the wild yeast, the bread. <clears throat> I think that sweetness may be coming from that barrel, the oak age that they put that in. The sweetness from, like, the leftover wine would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Want to talk about Beer Advocate? Sure. I was just looking up the style of wine. It's a red wine. The Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. Yeah, I taste a little bit of, like, a wine. That, I think that's where that, that fruit comes from. Maybe yeah. That little hints of grape. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I kind of like it. This is unique. It's different. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. We have a lot of good, at least 10 ounces. And yeah, we have a lot. Each We're not glasses. splitting this bomber four ways. <laughs> nope. It's pretty cool. Hmm. All right. So let's check Beer Advocate. Battle Priest. They gave it a 3.67 out of 5. A good. Out of 188 ratings. A couple guys on here said pouring it into a tulip glass, which is what we have ours in. Um, this pours out a murky burnt orange color, has an outer ring of white crown. The smell is heavy of fruit, pears, peach, pineapple, berries, and I could go on. I don't know about all that. Just very strong on fruit. Mm. Had a strong acidic touch as well. It's tart as soon as it hits your lips and then turns into the earthy spice. Almost like apple cider with some cinnamon. Yeah, I okay. can, I can see that. Taste that. Then the notes of pear and lemon come in. The mouthfeel is dry all the way through. You didn't mention mouthfeel, so this guy says it's dry. Unlike (laughs) unlike any beer I've ever had. Yeah, we agree with that. It's dry as soon as it hits your lips. Overall, it's not the best thing I've ever had, but a nice treat nonetheless. Another fun one to try. Untapped gave it 3.82 out of 7,197 ratings. Wow. And our good friend, Mr. Gone V6. Ooh, Mr. Gone. Of course he did. You know what he gave it? Five. He gave it this one a five? Dang. He said, a friend brought this one in. It's a 2015. Was still really good. Maybe a bit more funky. Loved it. And that was from February of 2017. Um, Rate beer has overall 77. And the style, 37. So out of 70 ratings, a 3.41 out of 5. I don't know. Okay. 
I don't know. Whoever oh. normally reads this, I don't listen to. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of low, though. 3.41 on a 70 rating. Yeah, a 77 overall, so. which isn't hmm. great. So it sounds like a lot of people don't know what to say to this because this whole Brett style, I think, is kind of new. And the way this yeast messes with the flavor, it's like a good mix of an a fruity IPA and a sour beer. Yeah. And I'd stay away from sour beers. I'm not a big fan. I don't want to drink it and be like, Bleh, that funk flavor, which you get a little hint of in here. But it finishes with that fruit. A little bit of that lemon, a little bit of the citrus comes in where that tang should be, and it helps to fight that. So it's a good mix between, you know, one of my favorite styles of IPA and one of my least favorite styles of beer, the sour. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's an interesting mix, putting them together. I wouldn't say it's the greatest. It's just interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I I like the, the fruit, the citrus that I get in the beginning. And then as it tapers off, I start to taste the the grape. Like it kind of moves, it kind of changes into a wine a little bit. Yeah. With it being so dry. With it being so dry, yeah. That's what it reminds me of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm kind of enjoying it quite a bit. These are always hard to rate because of their uniqueness. I can't really base it off anything else in comparison to what I've had. Because I don't even remember that first Brett style we had, but if I like think i remember we weren't fans of it i don't think we shit all over it like sour or not sour but um shorts but but just the because it was so different yeah i just don't think we were into it as much as we are but this is different but different good not different bad it they definitely did it right i believe they they made the focus on the on the brett they didn't try to add, you know, all these crazy malts or hops. I think that's when it starts getting really weird when they're throwing in three, four different types of hops. They just go, okay, look, let's just do something easy, like an easy hop that can go with about anything. Keep our malts pretty fairly low. And I checked in. Okay, go ahead. I gave it a four and a half wow i really liked it i didn't love it i don't think i'm gonna go out and get this beer like every week Mm -hmm. but i really enjoyed it it's not it's different it's a nice change of pace i like the fruit and the citrus notes i like the the wine side of it on the back end that's pretty unique i think um but i yeah i would drink this whole bomber for myself and be really happy well, I'm sorry you had to split it with me, pal. <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> I gave it a four. Just a, a good base because I haven't had anything else like it and I can't compare it to anything. So I'm going to try to go middle of the road, but it's not quite middle of the road. It's above average for me. Um, so I gave it a four. Like I said before, a, a little bit of that citrusy IPA that I enjoy, but there's that funk sour beer flavor in there and a few of the sips that i've taken i really get a blast of that and that's really been turning me off but it finishes sweeter than that so the sweetness does come back in and save it there at the end and it is really dry which is odd you know i'm thinking for a beer 
It's yeah. more like a wine. Yeah. So this is a whole mix of so many things going on. I would love to try more of this style, but you know, that's three Floyds, man. They always hit it out of the park. It's unique. Their first attempt. So I'm sure if they ever brew this again, they're going to make corrections and it's going to be so much better than what it was before. Yeah. Looking at untapped, it seems like they might do this one once a year and just like a lot of breweries do. They're like, here's our 2015 release or 2016. Yep. 2017 change it up i noticed when i first drank it i was getting that funky that funky taste i didn't know what it was i'm like i can't figure this out but then you started talking about like the grapes and whatnot and mm-hmm. then like okay i see what's this where this is going and you start drinking more of it and you start getting past that funkiness and you start understanding like what it is and what it's trying to be and it kind of helped out a lot yeah. drinking more of it understanding it so hmm. i think really solid beer yeah definitely unique we want to try more of these we need to try to find some more brett beers and yeah i'll try to find more brett beers be curious to see what uh start the other two would think of this one yeah <laughs> especially know. seth because i know he hates sour beers so i wonder what his rating would be on this yeah um we'll have to get him a bottle dustin i think he'd be around the same as us i think so it's not right like his style I don't know. It's just, it's too unique. It's too new. Yeah. All right. Ready for out beer? Sure. While we get the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, DrinkInGeekOut.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at DrinkInGeekOut at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content. Find us there at patreon.com backslash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. All right, our out beer is from New Holland Brewing. It is called Night Tripper, an Imperial Stout. And as we know, New Holland Brewing is, of course, from Holland, Michigan. In Grand Rapids, near Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, this Night Tripper is an abundance of roasted malts and flaky barley create rich, roasty stout with a deeply intense, lush flavors. So it comes in at 11.5% ABV. So that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, 45 IBUs, the grains, two-row Munich caramel, crystal, black, chocolate, flaked barley, melodonin, the hops, East Kent Golding, Nugget, ooh, Nuggets, and Magnum, and the yeast is an American ale yeast. Um, and I do need to mention, there is no bottle for this. I did not pour this out of magic, out of thin air. Uh, this was given to us from Hannah. She made a trip up to New Holland not too long ago, within a week, and she bought a little howler of this and brought this back. So this has been sitting in my fridge for less than a week. I haven't opened it since it's been poured. Um, so it should still be fresh because it's about less than a week and it's still holding true. Um, so I'm excited to try this. So we don't really have a bottle or anything to describe. I mean, it's a nice little howler bottle that we got. But if we do look online, they have two different style bottles. The old one is a very clear one. It's got this creepy looking jester on it. It's kind of black with yellow print, um, but the more updated one, they made it a little bit more purple. It's got that same creepy-ass jester with uh, like some 
blue diamonds in the background and yeah all their labels are kind of like that say orange new holland up at top mm-hmm. they got the little triangle with the picture of whatever it is and then the the actual beer underneath so they kind of cleaned up their labels a little bit but that jester is creepy as yeah, hell it's weird like the nightman coming to get me nightman <laughs> I feel like the eyes are moving. Like every time I like, they follow you. Yeah, they follow you me. Move. It's like, it's like stop looking at me. It's just like, <laughs> just keeps moving its eyes, staring at me. But it's pretty simple label. There's really not much to describe on that. And since we don't really have it in front of us, let's move on to describing the beer. Color, Ooh, color. I don't think we need to think too much on this one. No, I, I can't see through that. This at is all. dark. This is Dark Knight Dark? Dark Knight, probably. Or is it one click lighter than Dark Knight? No, I think it's Dark Knight. Yep. Uh, you hold up the light and it's still holding up the the black. Yeah, you can't black see color. through that at all. Barely even at the top. Definitely Dark Knight. Yep. As this Imperial Stout says. Alright, the smell, do we get anything from this? Hmm. Smells like a cold brew, doesn't it? It does. Like coffee notes. Hence of coffee. You can definitely tell it's a stout. I thought it kind of smelled sweet. Yeah, it is pretty like, sweet. It doesn't have that bourbon-y smell. Like, maybe there's a little bit of fruit smell mm-hmm. somewhere in there. It smells pretty good. It does. When I stir it around, I get the head keeps coming back. Yep. About an inch. Caramely looking head. head. Yeah. All right. Ready to taste it? I'm ready. Oh, my. Mm. It's pretty smooth. Coffee, mostly coffee, but bourbon. A little bit of bourbon on the bourbon back Bourbon coffee. Yeah. I like. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Hmm. <laughs> has a decent bite. Up not, front, in the not, middle. Yeah, but not bad. Not bad. No, just a little bit. And a lot of coffee... Um, just maybe a tiny bit of chocolate. There's hints. Yeah. Um, but out of all the Imperial Stouts that we've had, the coffee doesn't come through as much. That's usually more of a porter thing. I think yeah. that the coffee in this stands out a lot more than other ones that we've had. And that's what's knocking it up in my book right now because mm-hmm. I love coffee beer. Because a lot of these Stouts, they're very chocolatey, chocolate forward mm-hmm. with like less coffee. Coffee, you find, like you said, they come in the porters. The stouts usually are real heavy in chocolate. This one, it very fin- heavy in coffee. It finishes finishes more chocolate. It's definitely coffee up front and finish a chocolatey finish. That's what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. You could be getting grapefruit. Who knows? I don't know what you're getting. <laughs> I'm tasting a little tangerine. <laughs> God, I hope a not. pear and tangerine. Ugh. Oh, that may be the leftover beer from the last <laughs> oh! time. <laughs> I like this. It's easy to drink. It's going down pretty quickly. For 11.5%? For 11.5%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's see what Beer Advocate has, Night Tripper. A 4.07 out of 5. Exceptional. Out of 1,013 ratings. So pretty high reviews here. A couple people 
giving their little notes on here. Some people say it's more like a Russian Imperial Stout, but it's not. It's like a good mix in between that and just a stout. So they weren't quite sure because it's just called... I don't know what he's trying to say, but... Mm -hmm. It doesn't drink like a Russian Imperial to Mm -hmm. me. No. If it was a Russian Imperial, that punch in the mouth would be there. It would definitely be burning, I think, a lot more because the alcohol content would be higher. Um, A lot of these people are saying there's a little alcohol tasting at first, but that definitely fades away and you get a very smooth, easy drink. Somebody tastes some nutmeg in here, apparently. Really? Yeah. Hmm, I didn't get that, but... Oh, somebody described mouthfeel on here. What's Mm. your mouthfeel? My mouthfeel, smooth. Okay. Smooth, there's a bit of a bite to it. All right. Um, This guy says a hint of pepper, which gives it a little kick. I don't know about pepper. But it says it does give you a little kick in the mouth. They love the feel. But they're saying it's thick and chewy mouthfeel. Thick and chewy mouthfeel. Like Chewbacca mouthfeel. See, oh, we should we should do a geeky mouthfeel rating. <laughs> this one's very chewy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't. I wouldn't say thick and chewy because I think it's a smooth mm-hmm. mouthfeel. I think it goes down easy. Like I keep drinking it, and I'm not. It's not like I don't know, overwhelming me on the the alcohol content. I, I, it drinks like it's about a eight percent to me. Yeah, definitely. Untapped have anything over there? Yeah, Untapped gave it a three point nine eight out of fifteen thousand ratings. Unfortunately, I didn't have any friends try this. Oh, you do now. Oh, I will pretty soon. Do we know when this was brewed? Like how long this has been around? Uh, it's a seasonal. It's a special one. Different things I'm reading says it comes out in spring. And hence the jester. It has to do with Fat Tuesday. So to kick off the Lenten season. Yeah. Um, so around you know, 40 days before Easter time. So springtime, early spring style beer. Okay. But they still had it because she just got it on tap a week ago. So, not a week ago since this airing date, but not too long ago. So, the description I have here on Rate Beer says Nitrippers and Imperial Stout uh, brewed for a Fat Tuesday release. Dark, mysterious, and poetic. Nitrippers' abundance of roasted malts combined with flaky barley created rich roasty beer with deep, intense, and lush flavors. Nitrippers' layered, nuanced tones invite intrigue and reward a curious palate. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, were you finished with Untapped or no? Yes, that's all I have. Okay. I didn't see any good reviews. Rate beer, as I just read the description. Overall score. Take guess. Overall score on rate beer, 97. <laughs> 98. 98. <laughs> Dang, this one's up there. Wow. Um, 83 for style, though. Okay. We're still, eh, still, still pretty up there, but book. overall score, 98. Nice. Anybody say anything good about that on rate beer? Uh, rich roasted malt aroma with notes of molasses, licorice, and dark chocolate. Pours dark brown with a thin mocha brown head. Is excellent retention and good lacing. 
Nobody's really mentioning that coffee. Oh, this guy is. Aroma is a roast, coffee, and light caramel. Flavor is caramel, moving to roast, coffee, and a hint of earthiness. Dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Finish is roast malt, a good stout. Pours a murky dark brown, doesn't linger. 12-ounce bottle, 12-ounce bottle. Oh, no. It's a little bit different than some of the stouts that I've had. And I like it because of that, like I said, that coffee up front. Saving a little bit. So this, I think this is old on rate beer because they have it at 10.8% ABV, which is not what that is because it's 11 and a half. And I know it is because it came directly from the brewery <laughs> with the correct label on it ah. in the howler. So. Well, I checked it in. Oh, I should probably do that. Be my guest. Want me to go first? Sure. I gave it a four and a quarter. Hmm. Uh, I liked the soft, smooth mouthfeel. I liked the more coffee flavor, less chocolatey. Um, the the burn was not bad at all. Uh, it was a drink, like I said earlier, about an eight percent, which was pretty nice. The, these aren't my favorite style of beers, so I didn't go any higher than four and a quarter. But I, I was impressed with this one. Well, I have not finished my check-in yet, but I'm also going with a four point two five because that's <gasps> what was in my mind. Hand holding club. <laughs> it isn't hard to do with just two of us, but right. um, like I said, that coffee is what's doing it for me, and the overall. Alcohol bitterness is not um, terrible. It's not terrible at all. And it, a very smooth um, finish to it. The notes of chocolate that comes out at the end. Uh, it's unique. It's a little bit different. And it's not overly alcoholy, which I enjoy. So, now granted, we had this on tap, which could be a little bit different than perhaps it being bottled. Right. So Untapped really could have changed it quite a bit. Maybe, I don't know. Well, we do have it on tap, so that's what I'm oh. saying. It was oh, poured directly from the tap into this yeah. bottle. So I thought you meant we, like actually we, going to No, no, the... no. We typically have it in a bottle that's been sitting on a shelf or a SAF shelf for like, you know, two years <laughs> before we taste it. Yeah. So um, it's, it's hard to tell because we're having the draft first before we're actually having the bottle. And a lot of these people were describing it directly out of the bottle. So after it ages a little bit more, it could be different, um, especially with these stouts and the way the alcohol sits. And we did pour this a little bit chilled. Um, it was still cold from the fridge. We probably should have left it sit out, which would probably bring more of the aromas and the flavors out a little bit more. Even more coffee, um, maybe. I hope so. Yeah. But that could change it a little bit, too. You should take but it home and just let it sit out. Like, like, I, I probably know. should. Yeah. Probably should. Because I might have to finish this one tonight. Because <laughs> um, it's no good once it's open. you got to finish it. So Yeah, you really only have like a couple days to finish it. Um, but yeah, this one, this one's really good. And there's a lot of changing flavors in it. And that's what I like about it. Mm-hmm. It's not just one thing up front. Yeah. Okay, for our last beer, I'm calling this a... Dr. Strangish Brew. Strangish? Strangish. Dr. Strangish Brew. Dr. Strangish Brew. (laughs) Because the style of the beer is very common. 
I think just the like what they use to brew it with mm-hmm. might be different than what I've seen in the past or what I've seen on the all the other. Okay, types. so it is a beer. So it is a beer. Okay, it is a very familiar style. Okay, but what they use, I have not seen it before. Okay, so I'm gonna see if you can guess what it is as a little disclaimer we should say that since there's just two of us we don't normally do a strange brew um on some of these other episodes but we'll add one in because this is a special circumstance you said you had something that you wanted me to try so yeah, i uh, found it i i grabbed it i was gonna just drink it with you off air but oh, I it's go, more fun to throw it on air <laughs> i was like no I'm gonna just throw it on air and then just see what you think and see if you can guess all right so we got a uh an amber color here, so it looks like an amber beer. Because it's not really copper. There's more red uh, hint yeah, to it. Yeah, it's more of a red hue to it. So it's not an amber ale? It's not an amber. Hmm. Which, yeah, that's really weird. Ooh. It smells. I've smelled this before. I know the smell, yeah. I'm just going to drink it. Okay. Can you figure out the style? Yeah. Amber. <laughs> That's all I can go <laughs> well, with. Well, based off the... Because it reminds me of Yingling. Yeah. The color of Yingling. And it, the taste of Yingling. A slight I'll, hint. I'll tell you. This is a brown uh, is it, ale. Oh, it's a brown ale? Yeah. <laughs> I love brown ales. Yeah, this is a, supposed to be a brown ale. Is this Newcastle? No. It's the only brown ale that I know <laughs> that I love. Okay, it's a brown ale, but there's something special they added to it, yes? Mm-hmm. It's a type of nut. It's D's nuts. D's <laughs> nuts! <gasps> Pale's no. nuts! Pale's you, nuts! You dipped your nuts in I this. <laughs> oh, why I is gave, this on air? I gave it a little nut dip. <laughs> No, there, there's a nut. It's a common nut. Hazelnut. No. Damn it. Uh, it's not peanut. No. Okay. Not, not peanut. Hazelnut's usually the craze that a lot of people go with. Hazelnut, you find that in a lot of coffee. Yeah. Like a coffee, I don't know, flavors. Honestly, you just tell me it's a brown it's, ale. That's all I taste. It's hard to tell. It's hard to. It's kind of there. I kind of taste it. I don't think they did it very well. So, um, is it, it a big company that made this? Big not, brewery or I've never a heard of them local brewery? Oh shoot! I didn't. Let me pull them up on Untapped. Okay. I say for a podcast that does in and out beer, you don't even know where this beer came from. Come on, pale. Here we go. Came from Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company. Out of Kiln, Missouri. Okay. So, little, it's not one of the big ones. Brewery. Not a big one. It's an English brown ale. I'm digging the flavor. I love this. It reminds me of Newcastle. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought it would be like a heavier body. Like it's kind of light. It's very light. That it's because when you told me brown ale, that's all I'm tasting. Mm-hmm. I don't taste these nuts at all. You don't taste these nuts. You do taste the nutty flavor, though, don't you? Yeah, there's a hint. Mm. 
but I'm not up to date on my nuts. Besides <laughs> peanuts, cashews. Is cashew? No, that's not. Cashews are nut, yeah. It is, but. That's my, my grandpa used to eat cashews. I love cashews. They're, they're my the, favorite. The, they're like the, kind of. The circle like ones, yeah. U. Crescents. Yeah, crescent. Walnut? No. Run out of nuts. Macadamia? No. <sighs> what the hell comes no, in a, a, a jar of mixed nuts? <laughs> Almonds. No, I'll give you a hint. They turn this nut into a pie. Peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> peanut butter pie. Peanut butter cream. That's all the only nut pie yeah, I've ever had. Peanut butter in here? Pecan. Yes! Oh, there it is. Pecan. Pecan cream pie. I forgot about that. It's my family's favorite yes, pie. Yes, this beer is Southern Pecan. Southern Pecan. By Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company. Southern Pecan Nut Brown Ale is the first beer in the world, to our knowledge, made with whole roasted pecans. The pecans are used just like grain and provide a nutty characteristic and a delightful depth to the flavor profile. This beer is very lightly hopped to allow the malty, caramel, and nutty flavors shine through. The color is dark mahogany. Southern Pecan won a bronze medal in the 2006 World Beer Cup in the specialty beer category. Mahogany. Yeah, I get that now. Okay, now I get where that the red hue from the pecan comes in because it's not quite brown. Yeah, that I was totally sense. expecting it to be like more brown than it is. I don't really know of a pecan flavor, so that's why it's there. There's a nut. It's just hard to recognize. I don't know how flavorful pecans really are. It's been a while since I've had a pecan straight up. This is good, though. 4.5% ABV, 19 IBUs. Where'd you find this? Because I want to buy more of this. I'll Belmont. drink this all the time. Belmont up on DuPont. Wow. I'll, have you ever been up there? at the? They have a huge craft beer selection. They have like an entire shelf that goes like 50 feet like, mm-hmm. down the whole store of craft wow. beer. From It starts with Indiana Brews. Then it goes to, like, your stuff up in Michigan, then Kentucky, Illinois, Ohio. And then, like, they have a shelf full of, like, bombers. They have ciders, meads. Um, They have a bunch of cold stuff in the very back. I have not gone in there yet because typically the cold brews are more expensive. And I don't think it's anything different than what they have, like, up front in the shelves. But... Yeah, I, I stumbled across it and I saw Pecan and I go, huh, I'm recording with Keith. Keith likes brown ales. I do. I'm, I'm so ashamed this. I didn't taste that because the Pecan threw it off. I'm like, because it tasted more like an amber. It ambered it up a little bit. Yeah. But I did say it did taste like Newcastle, so I got the little hint. So I decided, hey, let's just do this on the show. It's kind of strangish. It's. Like it's a good thing I'm not allergic to pecans. My throat's closing oh. up right. I can't breathe. <laughs> Your throat's okay, right? No, I'm fine. <laughs> it's not the oh, pecans. It's not that. the pecans. You know what it is. That's my luck. I get you a beer that just closes <laughs> your throat up and your nose. I would say, loyal listeners of Drinking Geek Out, it has been an honor. But Pale <laughs> has officially killed me tonight. <laughs> This is your official recognition of the podcast. I am retiring officially. You need to open up your airways. 
You have about a 3% chance of living. <laughs> but damn it, it was worth it. <laughs> oh, it was a good run, guys. Make sure that beer's still in my hand. Yep. No, that was good. I'm glad you shared that with me. Mm-hmm. Almost put that on a real episode. Well, not as a fake episode, but as a real beer, not as a strange beer, but... As like an out beer? As an out beer, that'd be good. Yeah, it could be like a on an out beer. But I get where you're coming from because you think the pecan, only one brewed with the pecans, you think it would change the flavor a whole lot, but... Mm-hmm. A little yeah, bit. Like, oh. well, All right. That's our beer. Our... We're out of beer for this episode. Yeah. That concludes our beer talk, our geeky talk. Sony E3. That that wraps up E3. I'm done with E3 episodes. You're free of E3. You're free of Keith for a while. No, I don't know what episode (laughs) we got coming up yet, but. Until next year. That's true. And next year, we're going to put you on the E3s and the Comic Con. Yeah, we'll we'll just call it the Key 3 episode. Key 3. Key 3, is that coming up soon? I like that. Key 3, Sony PlayStation. But no, it was fun. Definitely check out these beers. Uh, Three Floyds, New Holland, the Night Tripper, Three Floyds, the Battle Priest, and then whatever this pecan beer, brown ale. Southern pecan. From whatever it was called. Lazy Magnolia. Really good stuff. Yep. And definitely check out video games. Yes. And until next time, drink drink up and and geek out. out. Proud member of the Hopped Up Network. We're live. Do you want like ding, 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 like Dustin does all that stupid stuff? Sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. We got to find some. <laughs>